0: This is the Commuter Pulse podcast, a podcast for students who live off campus at the University of Illinois at Chicago. Here we will share key stories, resources, and useful tips for students making a daily commute to campus. We will be airing a new episode every week during the fall and spring semesters with topics ranging from dealing with stress to taking a guided tour of Student Center East. We hope you enjoy and tune in next week. If you're a student and would also like to be part of the Commuter Pulse podcast team, you can learn how to record, host, and edit audio by contacting Christina Garcia at kgarcia4 at uic.edu. Hi, welcome back to the Commuter
1: Pulse podcast. My name is Juan. I'm here with Caroline. Welcome back, Caroline. Thank you. We're going to be talking about connecting with others, and so how basically students on campus can uh, be making friends with other students, like basically approach their students and like, don't feel awkward about it. So uh, how can first-year students go about making meaningful relationships on campus?
0: Well, I actually kind of hate to say this, but I I do think luck has a lot to do with it. Um, I think many meaningful relationships are born out of being at the right place at the right time. You know, if you look back and think about the people that you know and you're close to, um, usually there's like kind of a crazy story that, you know, you might not have met each other if, you know, fill in the blank. Um, And I say this not to make it seem like you have like no control over uh, getting connected with other people. But I say it because I th- I see a lot of students blaming themselves for struggling to form close relationships when they come to college. When really it's just kind of bad luck, you know. Maybe you got you know, paired with uh, a roommate. This you know applies less to commuters, I suppose. But you know someone who you maybe don't get along with as well, you know. And that's nobody's fault. Not everybody is compatible with one another. Um, so so sometimes it's just you know about being at the right place at the right time. That said. Um, there are things you can do to improve your chances of uh, being around people that you're likely to connect with. Um, So I think a good place to start is to consider what kind of person you might like to meet and where you might be most likely to meet them. So this can mean putting yourself out there and risking rejection which is obviously a hard experience. I mean like I said before not everybody is compatible with everybody. Um, But it can be worth it you know maybe to ask your lab partner who always seems a little too busy to hang out on the weekends, but maybe you can ask if, if they know anyone who enjoys live music because you're looking for someone to go to a concert with. Um, or maybe you can stop by the Center for Student Involvement um, over at Student Center East to learn more about how to connect with others who practice Islam on campus. Or, you know, there, there are things like, here's what I'm looking for, are there places on campus where I'm perhaps more likely to find it? Um, and then you can kind of set yourself up to, to hopefully meet the kind of people that you're interested in connecting with. So those are a couple couple of ways uh, to think about going about that
1: adding on to that, a lot of your like major classes that you find a lot of people who will be with you these like next four mm-hmm. or five years and you can make friends with them it's like okay you're the same person i see in every class i have absolutely so, okay, you know, like, how are you like introduce yourself and i know mean, it's kind of a little like nerve-wracking challenging when you try to introduce yourself to someone else because I know myself I'll fumble around I'll fumble along with my words and I'll be like okay see you later bye I'll run away <laughs> actually, I actually have a funny story how I met one of my friends like that where I was like hey you're reading this book me too bye <laughs> and I just left. it
0: can be awkward to just up and approach people and I think people find that as they move on to college and even when they graduate and you know uh, go get jobs or whatever they want to do after college um, they find that it just gets like a little bit harder and harder to make yourself, you know, approach someone and introduce yourself. It's not quite like high school is for some people where, you know, there are lots of opportunities built in to get connected to other people. And so college is kind of this interesting middle ground um, where you still have some structure, you know, maybe like you said, one, some people you're going to be taking series of classes with as a part of your major that you can try to get to know. Um, other times it is just kind of like, okay, I'm, you know, here at the student center and I'm eating lunch by myself. I don't want to eat lunch by myself. Is there anyone who I think might like to join me? You know, th- those are challenging moments uh, to try to convince yourself to go talk to somebody. But um, it's it's an opportunity to learn and to try something new. Thank
1: you. So the first year of school can be really daunting for students. I know my first school was kind of unique. I'll get into that later, but so beyond joining organizations or attending events, like how can students make the most of their interactions and alleviate anxiety?
0: That's a great question. I think a lot of people who come to the Counseling Center are looking for ways to make friends and, you know, I think they are Uh, frustrated when people continually suggest like oh well go check out the orgs and you know that seems to be the the response that most people have and you know it's a it's a good response but it's not always what people are looking for they're like yeah yeah okay I can go do that but then what do I do like while I'm there so I think one of the best ways to make the most of your interactions is to set kind of a broad intention for how you want the interaction to go rather than getting bogged down by the mechanics of a conversation so that's maybe a little bit difficult to understand. So to do this, you might ask yourself what you want that person to walk away knowing or thinking about you. For example, you might be meeting someone new and you want them to know um, that you're a good listener. So during the conversation, you might make a point to make good eye contact, You know, do things like avoid interrupting, make reflective statements like, wow, it sounds like you're really into neuroscience or wow, it's so cool that you're from a small town or, or something like that that's just kind of reflecting back what they're saying and showing that you're listening. Or perhaps you might want someone to know that you love to laugh and enjoy people who have a sense of humor, so you might make it a point to keep the conversation really lighthearted, maybe mention at some point that you're going to go to a comedy show this weekend, things like that. So sometimes I think we tend to focus too much on what exactly to say and not enough on the general feeling we're trying to achieve in our interactions with other people. So trying an approach like that can be helpful.
1: So it's easy for extroverts to come and try this approach, but what would you recommend for someone who's introverted?
0: That's a great question. I think what I would say is to accept yourself. You know, don't force yourself to be an extrovert if that isn't who you are. You don't really need to go to parties and join a bunch of organizations if meeting lots of people isn't something that really rewards you. I mean, I, you can always experiment with something like that if you want to see if there are certain types of social environments where you thrive but you don't have to fight it if it's not working for you. So I would suggest that you embrace the types of activities that recharge you, which might tend to be by yourself or with a small, more intimate group of friends. But I think something that I've found to be helpful for myself as an introvert uh, is to surround myself by extroverts. It seems kind of um, counterintuitive on some level. But I find that extroverts do a lot of the heavy lifting in conversations and uh, are just easy for me to be around. I don't feel like it's, you know, 100% up to me to come up with what we're going to talk about um, or to make the next statement or try to think of something funny to say because I have people around me who are really good at doing that. And so I can focus more on being myself while they focus on being themselves. And, you know, I feel like that is is a nice balance and looking for a a type of person or a group of people who compliment you in that way is a really nice way to be accepting of yourself as an extra as an introvert excuse me um while um while still feeling like you know you're out there connecting with other people
1: totally. i have a bunch of friends who are introvert, introverted so kind of like big loud extrovert who comes in like hey how's room going so you i don't know if you've ever seen that meme where it's like People just hanging out and just someone's just crashing at the door, like just <laughs> be crashing their door, and everyone's just like, oh my
0: god, what's going on? And I bet the introverts love it, they're like, thinking goodness, Juan is here. You know? Sometimes,
1: maybe, sometimes are like, maybe you could just calm down. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but uh, what tips can you recommend for someone who struggles with social anxiety? Because I know, as myself, uh, especially meeting new people, I'm kind of a little bit like this, I'm like, oh, well, I don't know what to say to you, okay, I mean, I'm just gonna, okay, bye. <laughs> going back to the book, <laughs> the book story,
0: yeah, yeah. So, I mean. I think it can be difficult to tell the difference between introversion, you know, what we were just talking about, and social anxiety. So introverted folks tend to feel drained by too much social activity and prefer to be alone or in small groups, whereas more socially anxious folks are really interested in you know being with other people, um, but they're just extremely nervous to do so. And this is actually, I think, a lot more common than people think. I think when people experience social anxiety, they're like, "Wow, this is like just me. I'm the only one who struggles with this. Everyone else has such an easy time talking to other people, you know, doing public speaking, things like that." Um, but it's it's really not the case at all. You, there's a good chance I think that someone that you're trying to talk to or get to know is having kind of a similar anxious experience um, when they're trying to get to know new people as well. So that can be helpful on the one hand to know that you're not the only person who's coping with that. Um, If you think you might have social anxiety, a handy tip is to start with some deep breathing, maybe even before you start a conversation or maybe even before you leave the house. So um, deep breathing can tell your body without words in a way you know that you're safe that you're not in a fight or flight situation um, which can help keep the anxiety under control another tip is to try to focus your energy and conversations on asking about the other person Uh, people love to talk about themselves and uh, it's often a topic that's uh, easy for people to to open up about not for everybody but for a lot of people Um, So, it's likely that whoever you're talking to will really like you and think highly of you. They'll be like, oh, well, they like to talk about me, and so it's kind of a a win-win. You learn more about them, um, and they like talking to you. So even if you can't think of a specific question for someone, a simple, tell me more about that. That sounds really interesting. It's a good little phrase to have in your back pocket um, that can go a long way. I also think, you know, I've heard kind of both sides of the coin here. So some people with social anxiety find it helpful to have a friend or loved one with them during anxiety-provoking social situations. But for other people, that actually makes them more nervous um, and do better when they're in like a new kind of intimidating environment to do it by themselves without someone they know kind of observing them. So it can be helpful to consider which might be a better fit for you of those two. And lastly, I'll just you know say as a psychologist, I have a slight bias for group therapy as the ultimate <laughs> tip for dealing with social anxiety. Um, it sounds terrifying uh, to enter a group therapy situation if that's something that you're struggling with, but that's actually exactly why it's the right environment for learning how to work through those anxious symptoms um it's kind of exposure therapy in a way you know if you face your fear in uh, getting connected with other people while you're in that safe confidential environment of therapy you know there are therapists present in in group therapy um you know you can find yourself uh, feeling more and more comfortable spending time uh, with other people and sharing about yourself with them i completely agree
1: especially with the you know before you like leave your house or like, take, take deep deep breathing. What I do is basically hype yourself up. <laughs> yeah. So, you know.
0: Hype yourself up or bring yourself down, you know, because because if you're anxious, you might be a little too hyped up, you know, and like your heart's racing. Um, you maybe shouldn't have had that second cup of coffee, you know, because now you're really, you know, your, your body is really activated. Um, and so it can be difficult to have a conversation. But yeah, you're right that sometimes it is about hyping yourself up, um, you know, and feeling like, okay, I need to have the energy to be able to get through this interaction.
1: Also, just like be polite too, because even though Chicago is a big city and You always see as big campus, and I was like, people are nice. Like, if you're -hmm. just nice to someone, they'll be nice to you. So it
0: costs nothing to be nice to somebody else, and um, particularly if you're someone who struggles a little bit with social interactions. If someone just like does something nice for you out of the blue, like that feels amazing it feels amazing you know just across the board but if you are like struggling to feel connected to your fellow man right and they like hold the door for you for a really long time or like you drop a bag of groceries and they help you pick it up like that's that's you know some warm fuzzy stuff right there helps you get
1: through thanks those are great tips thank you so,
0: one, I have noticed that as we've been talking, you know, it's been very, like, interviewer, interviewee. I want to flip the script a little bit, and I want to ask you. You know, you, as we have been talking, have had some really helpful tidbits from your own experience. Um, and so I'm curious to know more about what your first week at UIC was like, and if you could share a little bit about your story.
1: My first week at UIC, well, that was so long. And I feel like, old, oh, you know, a little cane or thing, but uh, <laughs> uh, it was kind of a little bit unique. So my first week at UIC was, uh, it was, however, it came in, uh, we had the first couple of days of class where I kind of got the feel. I was like, okay, this is how everything is. And then I went to an involvement fair where I was like, you know, the big joined organizations part and I was looking for every single org. And I had this, and this is how I joined rugby. I had this really buff, good guy come up to me, throw a rugby ball. And he just kind of caught it. he's like, okay, cool. Now you come and join rugby. He got me by the shoulder. He basically walked me over to the table. And I was like, oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought this is where I've, sport I've been in it for the last four years, but for the most part when I was my first week here was really nerve wracking because I did have friends coming in, but my friends were not my in my major. I'm a I'm while I was going in I was a history major, and so I was basically alone in these classes. So uh, help me I remember one my one class history one hundred and one where I came and walked in and. First, uh, I think he was a year older than me, a sophomore, just sat down he's like, hey, my name's Kevin, Like, how are you doing? And it just basically opened up the word. I was like, oh my God, someone's talking to me. Like, oh, this is so relieving, I'm fine. You know, it's like, oh, please, like, people are human. He's <laughs> like, they're human. I was like, oh my God. And so then I basically, it kind of just opened the door for me to be like, oh, you know, like, how are you doing? Like, like, what's your major? It's like, and when I found out that he's a history major, even more, like, this is like, earlier, when like, uh, I said was like, I oh, call people who are in your classes, Like, this is, like, uh, because I saw this dude a lot, so he was, like, in 200 of my classes, so it was really easy for me to, like, just find someone and just kind of stick with them for a while, and then, even now, down to this day, I still talk to him here and there. He graduated already, so, you know, he, like, basically showed me the ropes, especially for the history, for the history major, but eventually, I had to get my wisdom to pull out. (laughs) Oh, no, so, uh, I didn't see the
0: story going that direction.
1: As I'm saying, it's super unique. So basically, I got my wisdom teeth pulled out, and I missed like two days of classes. And then next, like, I think Friday when I came back, my t- I looked like a chipmunk, all puffed up. And so that basically opened up the doors for more, We're like, what happened to you and everything. But uh, a lot of things. So that's like, I made a bunch of friends my first my first week, but it was like more like people in my class, or it was like, you know, mm-hmm. like helping pass. It was a little, they weren't long-lasting friends. But I did make long-lasting friends as well, too, with, uh, with actually just talking to people, asking questions, you know, and like what you said, like basically uh, interacting with them like, and finding similarities mm-hmm. with other people. Because there were people that were like, okay, maybe I'm going to hang out with you, but then there's other people like, oh, that totally want to hang out with you again. And to this day, I have a lot of friends who I still talk with, like um, basically with uh, Esmeralda she's one of my really good friends. So I didn't meet her that first week but I met her the first week of my second semester. Mm -hmm. So and I still think she's one of my best friends now and uh, and then there's a whole bunch of other people like name by name because I don't know if they appreciate that. <laughs> but
0: yeah. I think that you raise a good point with that though, you know, that you met one of your closest friends at the beginning of your second year because I think something that many students uh, struggle with is they make it through their first year of college and maybe they haven't exactly found their social circle yet and it's, you know, I, I see them blame themselves for that and they're like, college was supposed to be, you know, when I found my people, it was supposed to be the best time of my life. Year one is done. That's when that's supposed to happen, Um, you know, and so now, like, what's it going to be like moving forward? Did I miss my chance to meet other people? And I think your story is a testament to how that's really not the case. Um, colleges are a revolving door. There are constantly people moving in and out of it and uh, constantly new opportunities to meet people and to make those really close friends. And so um, I would hope that people could hear from that story that um, you know, even if things don't work out exactly the way you want during your first year, I mean, there's still lots of opportunities to make close friendships.
1: I feel like a lot of that, a lot, a lot to blame is the movies, like the social, uh, like yeah. the whole c- culture polish. Or sometimes, like movies, where you know you see people playing hacky sack in the quad and, <laughs> and, and, and like people skateboarding. But sometimes it's not. For the most part, it's not. For <laughs> <laughs> the most <laughs> part, it's not. You know, I think that's like, fair. <laughs> you're not gonna like meet the level of your like first day of first day of college. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. And but sometimes you find your group first the first day of college or first year of college. Sometimes you find that like towards halfway for your, for your college experience and that's okay because you know like, at, at this point we're like we're all adults so people are going to fall out of your life people are going to fall into your life mm-hmm. so you know just really like realizing that it's normal for you to have people talk to you and sometimes not to have people talk to you. right that's completely normal right.
0: but, so you were y- your first year was at uic is that correct yes. so you you might not be able to speak from your own experience about how transfer students might experience this. But you mentioned that you know some transfer students, right, and you could yes. maybe speak a little bit to how they made connections when coming kind of later in their college careers.
1: So I had, so basically, um, and I know the whole, like, oh, go join hours and everything, so but I met a lot of my friends through, uh, through, through my org, and some of them were transfer students that come in, and a lot, of how, a lot of how I met them was they were asking questions of what classes to take, Or, you know, like if this is um, like where to hang out, what to eat. And it's basically just having that social interaction where it's like, because people are going to come to you for advice, especially if you've been here longer than they have. And EIC is a big transfer school. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of students who do come in, like, oh, like, how, like, when's the gym open? Or, you know, like, what, like, where can I have? have free parking but that's a big one i'm not going to say here because they're going to take my free parking <laughs> but, <laughs> but basically
0: parking is a great conversation starter on this campus by the way
1: great conversation starter. you want to make friends with someone ask about parking <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of my transfer students transfer friends were basically um asking about a lot more the academic side of campus where mm-hmm. it was like oh would we'll these credits transfer over here or like is this class worth it like what are some easy electives because you know coming into college some credits aren't going to transfer you're going right. to take electives so like what electives are there to take and then you know like sometimes you are in your major sometimes most of the time they weren't <laughs> but for most part yeah that's how that's how I met a lot of my transfer to my friends and then also what else um basically orgs like uh a lot of like I like playing rugby like that's a lot of my friends so basically it's like oh working out at this time or like you know going for a run at this time that's like you're gonna have like it's totally fine you know but also um, my friends playing video games Mm -hmm. where it's like oh you played this game you play because a lot of people you walk around campus you see people on laptops playing video games completely normal you're like oh wow it's finals again you're doing that looking cool (laughs) but a lot of friends were like playing like oh uh, some shooter games or some like for um, some like puzzle games, so I'd be like, oh, you play this, or like, oh, you play that, and so that's a lot. You meet a of like, have other people, and it's really cool because sometimes like they'll just be playing themselves, and like sometimes they'll have a group playing like Yu Gi Oh or you know like uh, Hearthstone. Like, okay, go cool, like you play this, I played this too. So, I all
0: think about that's sometimes. a good point that you know. Not everybody is an org person, and there are other ways to connect around interests. That you know, if you're feeling you know bold or brave or something like that, you might you know see somebody playing a game you recognize, like you said, and just kind of notice it and ask them questions about it. How long have you been playing? And um, what's your what's your what level are you on? You know, things like that. These are these are ways that you can connect with people even without having chapter meetings to go to or you know. president that needs to be elected of the organization or something like that.
1: Yeah, so, you know, it's really, it's just basically opening yourself up to someone else. And, yeah. You know, like what you said, like, rejection, rejections are the thing that will happen. And, like, you know, we can come to your friends sometimes, too. So it's like, it's okay. Like, it happens. Some people just don't want be friends. Some people do. And, you know, you can't wake up every morning and be like, oh, I want to please everyone because physically, like, that's impossible, you know, just... Make yourself happy, and then make sure you like have surround yourself with people who do make you happy. That's really much what I take, what I take away from this.
0: I think that's good advice. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. so switching back, <laughs> taking back my role. Back seat. <laughs> so, uh, what department? What uh, department services or programs can you recommend for connecting others on campus? Because you know you heard the student view, but now I hear the you. Yes, <laughs> no. well,
0: I would invite you actually to respond to this question as well. You know, with the student perspective, but um, here at the counseling center, some of the places that we would recommend to students um, who maybe come in who are talking about having trouble connecting with others would be the commuter resource center. Um, Didn't I that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, it can be true for us both. Um, so that you know, obviously, is is a wonderful resource for for student commuters, um, and you and I have both kind of touched on um, getting involved in student orgs, going to the Center for Student Involvement, um, looking for ways to connect with others around shared backgrounds and interests. Um, you can also meet new friends by taking classes at the rec center, um, even if you're not, you know, in an organized sport like rugby. Um, if you decide to, you know, take yoga while you're there, you might notice that there are some some of the same faces in there um, at certain times of the day. <laughs> Subliminal messaging for playing rugby. Um, and if you're also interested in improving your interpersonal skills, group therapy services and workshops at the counseling center could be a great fit for you as well.
1: Um, I feel like community health campus programs like. Center, that's mm-hmm. our old name used to be called. Um, is a really great place. We have a little owned um, uh, commuter center and SCB and 245. We're a little hidden, but we're right by the subway, <laughs> right behind the Wellness Center. It's really cool. We're up from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday and 7 m. to 5 p.m. on Fridays. So um, we have a bunch of services that we offer, like free coffee, you know, like uh, apartment resources. Um, other stuff that you could just not buy and you know talk to us. It's really good. Or our our, uh, our boss, our our associate director, Doctor Christina Garcia. I told her I was gonna find that. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was uh, she's super great to talk to, and she's a really great person to like actually just get to know and you know like to, to tell you about the center. She's super passionate about it, and she's honestly increased the level of like community center ever since I she's came back in here. She came in, so yeah. But uh, also, I feel like. Uh, the culture centers. Absolutely. Culture, because UIC is a big, diverse school. And you meet your friend group at the culture center cause, or you know, just expand your knowledge of other cultures. UIC would be a little, especially if like, a lot of people come from small towns and never actually lived in the big bubble of a city we have. Just like expand your knowledge of it. It's really cool.
0: Absolutely. And you're referring to um, like AAAN, um, LARIS, yeah. Arab American Cultural Center. Um, there's a Native American support program, um, Asian American Cultural Center, yeah, I believe it's, is the title for, you know, so there, there are lots of them that represent a lot of different cultural backgrounds and, um, like you said, can be a wonderful place um, to connect if you're feeling uh, a little homesick or maybe just wanting to feel more connected to, to your identity. Yeah,
1: exactly. And- Honestly it's a uh, a Latino culture and it could help me get back to my because i 'cause I'm I'm Mexican, so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's really amazing and so but then also like listening to other culture and you're like, wow, this is really cool. Like I didn't had no idea that this was like this was a part of here. So it's really and the, the problem is don't go hidden, but honestly just like explore the campus and you'll find a lot of them. It's really cool. So yeah, so
0: the voice of experience.
1: <laughs> so thank you so much for stopping stopping up with us and actually having this conversation with me. And so Thank you for
0: having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah,
1: so uh, basically, seriously, check out the counseling center. They're really cool, a bunch of really cool people. And they're located in SSB on the second floor. you want know, to tell, tell us like,
0: the actual people. Yeah, yeah, we're in Suite 2010. Um. And so uh, when you walk in, just take the elevator, the stairs, right up. Um. If you get confused by being in the wrong corner of the hexagon that is the building, <laughs> uh, just uh, keep walking, keep turning left. Uh, you'll eventually find it
1: so thank you so much thank you
0: this has been the commuter pulse podcast thank you for listening to today's episode catch a new episode each week during the fall and spring semesters until then commuters